When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing. Of course, follow the podcast or YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out. Subscribe there. Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes as we do a postmortem on the 2023 Eagles. It ended, and it didn't just end. It ended in the way, deep down, I think we all feared it would. You know, Yesterday in the midday show, we, we did a poll on what's the least likely or most likely outcome. I forget how we worded it. But basically, of all the votes, close win, close loss, blowout win, blowout loss, people thought something that really could happen was a blowout loss. That's the kind of fate that was lost in this city, watching the Eagles down the stretch of the season. And last night told you every reason why. 32-9, to they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They go out with a thud. I mean, a thud. If you look at the Eagles from the moment they walked off the field uh, with that overtime victory against the Buffalo Bills in late November to now, they were one in six with, I believe, a minus 82 point differential. I, I was looking at all the scores last night, minus 82. I mean, they basically played like the Carolina Panthers down the last seven weeks of the season. That playoff game was no different. It was no different than what we've seen. The only game the Eagles won in the last seven games was a game that Tommy DeVito started the first half. If Tyrod Taylor plays that game, there is a real chance the Eagles lose out. And now you think back and, and why there's so many big picture things we have to talk about here today and moving forward about this franchise, about the quarterback, about the coach, who I believe by the time you watch this should, should need you know, be looking for a new job. If I'm Jeff Fleury and Howie Roseman, I got to really, you know, you got to tell the truth about what you're seeing. And the truth is that the Eagles are a bounce here, a bounce there away from being a bad football team this year. I don't know when they morph from mediocre with a nice record to bad, but that happened at some point. But if you go back through the season, how many convincing victories did they have? How many victories they have where they outgained the opponent by 100 yards, where they won the game by double digits? It's small. I mean, you go back to the Patriot game in week one. You go back to, let, let's go to the two Commanders games, the Dallas game, the Kansas City game, the Buffalo game. I just named five. I just threw out five football games without even trying that could have easily went the other way. Okay, And they won 11 games. So let's say they all go the other way or a few. We're talking about a team that really, for the most part, a lot of weeks looked like a below average football team or a team that very easily in a, in a different world, a coin toss world could have went seven and 10 or six and 11. They got major things they got to fix here. As far as last night, there's a lot of it that are embarrassing. Most of it falls on the head coach. The fact that Todd Bowles was able to blitz as often as he did and the Eagles couldn't make them pay is it's an indictment on Nick Sirianni. It is. This has been the same story all year. It's one thing to have an issue or have a roster hole or have a player that struggles with something and you try to coach around that. But when it happens every week, you you obviously can't do it. 
Nick Sirianni and his staff have no answers and no way of teaching, if they do have right answers, no way of teaching it to the players so they execute it. it it's an indictment. Like, I'll put it this way. My wife's a teacher. And if the students keep failing, it's not the students. And I don't mean her in particular, just teachers. It's on the teacher. Obviously, something that is being done with the teaching, with the coaching is wrong, even if you are teaching the right material. And obviously, Nick Sirianni and his staff, they probably think they are. They probably, you know, they don't look at the whiteboard and say, that's a dumb idea. Let's run that. They think they have the right idea. So let's say they do. Well, they're obviously not teaching it well enough. Now, they also may have the wrong idea, which means they are clueless as teachers and they don't know what the hell they're doing as coaches. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the the kind of the, the line between that is all I know is the players can't figure this out and it's week in week. That probably was the easiest game plan Todd Bowles ever created. And he may have been done on Thursday. That guy might've went to a cocktail hour on Friday, happy hour, Todd Bowles somewhere, you know, on a beach somewhere in Tampa because he didn't have to work all weekend. He knew the assignment and he aced it. That was so easy. And the fact that over and over and over again, except one shot play to Devontae Smith, they couldn't beat it is embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing. If I'm Jeffrey Lurie and I'm watching Bobby Slowick down in, in Houston, I'm watching Ben Johnson in Detroit with C.J. Stroud, a young quarterback, and with Jared Goff, a guy that was a castoff, do what they've done with those two guys. And I'm saying, how come they run motion? How come their guys are wide open? How come they can beat the blitz and we can't? It's an indictment on Nick Sirianni. It's an indictment on this offense. And, and it's it's an embarrassing, it's just an embarrassing tale. And then making life even worse for Sirianni and for us watching it is it feels like this team gave up on him, that they stopped believing in him. They gave up on him. The effort did not look close to where it needed to be in a lot of times. Um, and the sideline demeanor, the way they look at each other, they just look like they couldn't wait for this thing to end. Like it, it was almost like walking the plank and they couldn't wait to just fall off into the water because it's, it's just, you know, why delay the inevitable? I mean, it just, it looked awful they looked every bit of a team that was as dead as we thought they were going into the game. They could not handle the blitz. They could not create anything on offense. It was just. It stunk. I mean, it stunk the way so much of this has down the stretch. And then on defense, you know, we'll find out. I'm sure things will leak or we'll be told at some point who really made the switch a defensive coordinator. It just made things worse. I don't know how much this is, you know, personnel versus Patricia actually is worse than Desai. But obviously the players were out of sync. They didn't know where to be. Ray Lewis made probably the best middle linebacker in the history of pro football, the best tackler, pursuer, you know, the guy that rallied everyone I've ever seen on that side of the football, to watch, to watch how disappointed he was. And really, it was, it was almost shock and awe at, at the way the Eagles tackled and pursued to the football. He was, I, I felt like he was almost like I can't watch this. As, the, as a player that he was, as a, as a star he was, he, he almost like he couldn't watch it. He was embarrassed watching them try to tackle. Some of those tackle attempts were, were so embarrassingly bad. You know, it's one thing to have a busted coverage, but then, okay, let's rally the football and make a play and then try to get off the field. And they couldn't do it. I mean, James Bradbury fell as far as any player I've ever seen fall that was a good player in one year. I mean, he went for, like, he went, it was like a running back. That happens with running backs to those. He did it as a cornerback. He can't play. Not just he's not good, he's not very good anymore. He can't play. So you had him out there missing tackles. The whole secondary's missing tackles. Guys running wide open. If they didn't drop passes, 
and Baker to miss some guys. They put up 40 in, without question. And I put up last night, it's probably better off. I'm, I'm actually relieved. We don't have to pretend this whole week and go to Detroit because they would have put up 40. I was light on that. They probably put up 50 with the way this Eagles defense was. So now, as we have the remnants of a disaster down in Tampa, the remnants of a season that went completely off the rails, now everything's in question about the Eagles and their future. And everything is up for debate. Everything is up for conversation. I expect Jeff Lurie to fire Nick Sirianni. I'd be shocked if he doesn't clean this coaching staff out. You know, perhaps Michael Clay could stay. Jeff Stoughton, obviously, could stay. But the Eagles have reached a crossroads because they have a team who clearly does not either respect or believe in their head coach. They have diminished personnel on the defensive side of the football. They have a quarterback who has gone backwards. And I think what we found out this year is that without his legs, he's not a great quarterback. He's just not. And and this is look, we've had this story in the NFL many times. Carson Wentz, not a great quarterback without his legs. His legs never came back. Now, Jalen Hurts, and it was alluded to by Troy Eckman during the broadcast, I think there's a real chance we see a story quickly that he's going to have knee surgery. So hopefully burst and the ability to move is back for him next year. But we may just have to realize that Jalen Hurts is more of the Cam Newton mold than the Russell Wilson mold or more of the Cam Newton mold than, you know, in terms of a, a year-to-year excellent quarterback. It's, you know, like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning. And not that I think we thought Hurts was there, but, you know, that consistent excellence on a year-to-year basis. He may be more up and down depending on health. That's the way Cam was. Cam had some outrageously good years, but he also had some years he was down where his shoulder was banged up or his knee was banged up or his ankle. And it just, everything wasn't right physically and, and he wasn't as good. That may be the reality. It also may be that Jalen Hurts can be more of what we thought he was last year if he gets the proper coaching. Stories at ESPN yesterday about how Hurts doesn't really like the, the, the way the offense is run. You know, that perhaps, and we got to hope, and the Eagles got to hope, there is more to Jalen Hurts with a healthy knee, a healthier body, and better coaching. But it's all on the line. Like, it's all out there now. Like, the Eagles have major decisions to make. And you look at their roster. Jason Kelsey announced his retirement this morning, which is not, not surprising that, that le- that's leaking out. And he told his team last night. I think we all kind of saw it. If you watched that Amazon documentary, you realized that he was – he was done. I mean, he probably was done last year and he just wanted to come back one more time, but he was done. So now the Eagles have a major hole on the offensive line. They have a lot of free agents on defense. They have to make big decisions on both corners. And if I'm them, I'm wiping both of them out of here. I, I would trade Slay. I would release Bradbury and eat the money. And I would try to go youth, free agent, draft pick, whatever they're going to do. But I would remake the secondary. They have to obviously get some linebackers that could play. Nicholas Morrow is one of the worst Eagles I've ever seen play as much as he has. He's always chasing someone. Always. They cross his face in the passing game. He's chasing them. The run game, he's out of position. Guy stinks. So they've got major work to do, and they better hope the young guys they drafted this past year or two are the real deal, and they can you know really start emerging. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, who did have probably the best pass rush of his career last night, but also had to play on the end of the round where he just decides to trip somebody. I mean, that that was that was pretty wild. We'll end with this. Last stat, I saw this this morning, and it really summed it up, and then we'll get Tucker's thoughts on the debacle down in Tampa. The Eagles were 0-11, 0-4-11 on third and fourth down. I think it was 0-9 on third down, 0-2 on fourth down. They're the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to fail to convert a third or a fourth down in a playoff game, and the first since 1988. 
I mean, look, Jeff Flurry's probably got a lot on his mind right now. He probably has already made his decision. But if there's a straw that breaks the camel's back, watching a head coach take four points off the board, watch the tush push finally not work, watching a safety, watching his quarterback go backwards, watching an embarrassing tackle display, and then maybe the worst situational offense we've seen in a playoff game in over 30 years, that would break the back for me if I was that camel. Tucker, your takeaway after uh, a debacle down in Tampa that really just puts this the bow on one of the worst collapses we've seen around here in a long time. Yeah, it was just more of the same. And when you think about everything the Eagles have told us since this skid started, right? They, they lost to San Francisco and it was, well, well, we'll figure it out. We'll fix some things. And they lose to Dallas. And it's like, well, that was another really good team. They're in a tough situation on the road, but they'll, they'll figure it out next week in Seattle. Then they lose that game. And it was, well, you know, maybe it's an adjustment with Patricia and it was still close. They're going to figure it out. It's tough going on the West coast. And then they lose again, or I guess they, they beat the giants at that point. And then they lost the Cardinals. They lose the giants. And now, and just everything they said from, the beginning of this run to now rings hollow, right? Because nothing changed. And you mentioned, you know, the third down offense. And I think that's a, a big point because this team was terrible on offense on first and second down all year. And I thought for the most part, they got bailed out because of how good Jalen Hurts and some of these wide receivers were on third downs, that they were able to kind of navigate being one of the worst offenses on first down in the NFL. They were able to go ahead and, and you know, still matriculate down the field because Hurts is so good at third down. And then, you saw last night what happened when it just didn't and why it's really tough when you're Brian Johnson who came out two months ago and said, I like playing on third down, which is absolute lunacy, and he should have been fired on the spot for that. Last night is why you don't like playing on third down because when you can't convert, when things happen and you can't get across the sticks on third down, you look silly, you look crazy. Like the amount of third and short situations they had where they just tried to take a deep shot instead of lining it up. I mean, you have one play in your playbook that works and it didn't last night. Maybe it was because they tried to rip Jalen Hurts' helmet off and didn't get a face mask. But you have one play in your playbook that works, and you just decided not to use it when your offense couldn't get a across the sticks on third down. And defensively, like the, the tackling, I don't think that's a coaching thing. That's not a scheme thing. That's not a strategy thing. That's an effort thing. Like I, I think to me, that's the biggest indictment of Nick Sirianni and how he's coached this team in the last two months. I mean, that's effort. Watching Darius Slay and James Bradbury and Kevin Byard Devontae Maddox, who's been terrible this year. I know he missed most of the season, but he's been absolutely horrendous. He shouldn't be back next season. Watching them tackle each other, fall off of you know 5'10 wide receivers, watching them basically stand flat-footed in the open field and, and let guys run right around them, watching you know Palmer basically stop on a dime and kind of just weave in and out of them 40 yards downfield because no one wants to get up and hit them. That's an effort, right? Like that, that's all it is. This team quit and Maybe you didn't think they quit a month ago. Maybe you didn't think they quit at the end of the season. Maybe Dallas Goddard was right when he went on your show and said, we, we overlooked our opponents. This is the week that we're going to start playing hard. They didn't. Fun fact, they, they didn't play hard. The defense quit on Nick Sirianni, on Matt Patricia, on Sean Desai. And to me, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, if I'm Howie Roseman, I can't bring back a coach that the entire locker room pretty much gave up on a month ago. Yeah, I can't either. And look, there's, there's two elements. One, do they quit on him? Yes. And two, does he have any answers to fix this? And it, it's pretty clear to me he does not. And that's it. That, that, that should make the decision. The Eagles need a new coach. I've got a big board ready to go. We'll talk about that. We'll see where this whole thing goes. Kelsey's retired now. Major changes to come. What a disappointing ending to what was such a, an exciting and thrilling start to the season at 10-1. and 1. The Eagles just weren't that good. They also shouldn't be this bad.
and that's on the coach, and that's on the whole front office as well for putting this group together. It, one of the more disappointing Eagles seasons, considering the stakes, considering the start, considering the expectations that we've ever seen. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon. A ton of Eagles fallout to come this offseason.